up, Roosters? This is Anya and Ed again, and this is a Wild Take podcast, uh, episode one. Uh, half an hour, episode three quarters. <laughs> three quarters. So um, this week, well, the last couple of weeks, we've had a few trips to look for sparrowhawk nests in preparation for our Wild Take license. If we get it. If we get it, which we apparently will find out in March. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about several things that uh, are relevant to that. <laughs> Maybe we can start with kind of why we actually picked a sparrowhawk. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So why have we picked a sparrowhawk? Considering so, that we actually haven't got a sparrowhawk while we work. So why did we pick a sparrowhawk? We, our license renewal forms came through from the National Parks and Wildlife Service, the license which allows us to work with birds of prey. And enclosed to that is a, for another form, another part of the form, which is a license to take bird of prey from the wild. A peregrine or sparrowhawk or kestrel. Mm. Um, and I don't know why. I just got it into my head that we should apply. I don't know why. I sort of thought, I sort of thought it's so amazingly unlikely that we would get it. Because as I understood it, it was a ballot, and and I and I, and and and, we, and 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 I thought to myself, we know where there's at least two peregrine nests, so let's put in for a wild take peregrine license and and mm. try to and, and 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 then and then if the fates wish it, right, then we'd then we'd be able to uh, then we then we'd cross that bridge when we come to it, you know, and if if it's meant to be, then it'll happen, kind of thing. Uh, and then it was kind of like this idle thought, and we started thinking, would it really be possible? Blah, 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 blah. And we weren't even thinking about sparrowhawks. Yeah, because in most in most countries and most falconers would actually buy their birds of prey online. <laughs> well, <laughs> or yeah, over well, a catalog, you know, yeah. they just get them from breeders. So it it just seemed like a really really fun adventure, really to to look for a nest and then. Find one, and and the reason, the main reason why we decided sparrowhawk in the end is because we met some people at the Irish Hawking Club, who are very encouraging for us to take a sparrowhawk. Yeah. Um, for for several reasons actually. Yeah, and as soon as they said them, we were, it was just made complete sense, and the idea that we would ever, or at this point, what be inter- you know that, that that a peregrine was a good idea just mm. rapidly it was just like what were we thinking? <laughs> in a way, you know, we thought we thought it through, but then we just then the, the big thing is. Um, is uh, where to fly it and what to fly it at. You know, we don't live in a place where there's big open bog where we can take uh, mm. peregrine um, hunting moorland birds like and snipe you need and a, things. you need a pointer as well, so yeah, we well, need to find a yeah, training a dog. dog. So With a sparrowhawk, it's a bit easier. You sort of on foot, uh, all you need is a stick uh, or a car, and, you know, you just with this bird. Or a dog. Or, well, you can also have a dog, obviously. But anyway, so that was the choice. Um, and we spoke to... Well, we were we were at the bar in the hotel uh, where the uh, the Irish Hawking Club AGM was going to take place, and they were like really encouraging of the idea of taking a sparrowhawk, and um, and that really got us thinking. So it completely, completely sort of changed our direction yeah. <laughs> in terms of licensing. But um, so so since we decided we would take a sparrowhawk. Well, since we decided we can take a sparrowhawk and we've applied for a license, we, we've been sort of preparing for it. We've been ordering books and looking for nest sites. Obviously, it's too early to really to see any nests, really. And we haven't even heard any sparrowhawks um, 
coercing each other or making any noises. Uh, it's it's only just February, end of February. So, but we have been on the look, and we've made some several trips to the woods uh, in various locations to look for them. So, <laughs> just it was a it's just like a really great experience actually, uh, and it was fun and a very unusual thing to be doing searching for something on the ground for an hour. <laughs> Why on the ground though? Well, I was I felt like I was my eyes were like fixed on the ground, yeah. different mosses and and just completely searching like like in a way like a forensic scientist or something searching for evidence of a kill, you know? <laughs> because what are we actually looking for? Yeah. So when we we've been looking for old sites where a male during breeding season plucks kills uh, before presenting them to the female, hmm. right? They're called plucking posts. So we're looking for evidence on them. But as many, many people have said, by this point, after an entire year, especially given the horribly wet hmm. year we've had, the evidence will be washed away or covered in leaves, you know, just gone hmm. basically because it's the feathers of tiny birds, you know. What so, kind of things are we looking at? I mean, what kind of birds are we talking here? Woodland birds, you know, the kind of things yeah. that males would be catching, you know. So, you know, tits... Um, Blackbirds, maybe starlings, starlings. You know, maybe yeah, that kind of thing, you know, um, mm. finches. Mm. Um, so, so they're not they're tiny feathers, you know. Yeah. So, and then also, I suppose, just kind of, if you know there's an area where you, there's there's a, if if you know you're in an area where there's been a nest in the past, maybe you'd be able to see old nests. Maybe you'd be able to see evidence of lots of mutes around the nest lots of droppings around the nest mm. you know so that's why you're looking at the ground so much mm. because all of the evidence is down the ground but we were looking up at the trees as well and trying to see nests a couple of feet a foot you know a couple of feet wide i mm. think shallow nests close to the trunk you know maybe two-thirds of the way up a old yeah. pine tree or that that kind of thing and and pine trees actually is 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 important because the, because although you can also find sparrowhawks in the gardens and you know kinds of you know places they really prefer really old pine trees um, in a mixed woodland according uh, to some people yeah. and they like <laughs> ivy apparently which makes seeing the nest from the ground really difficult actually yeah I think they, they you know I think uh, but also the other thing I mean. I have read this thing about them preferring pine trees, but I think maybe that was in, an, in a specifically Irish context, and maybe all they've got to work, a lot of places, all they've got is pine trees. So there's not so many old forests. And I think the other thing to say about sparrowhawks, like one thing that loads of people say, is just they're super adaptable. And that mm. in that, in fact, you know, we've we know of people who've 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 um, found nests in, uh, you know, the wide open expanses of the of Connemara, mm. uh, you know, and and the nests are not on the on the ground; they're in trees. But they, the sparrowhawks have to deal with low trees almost like shrubs you know hmm. because that's the only thing that's available to them so definitely definitely adaptable yeah. you know very... i mean how widespread are sparrowhawks really in ireland do we know this no i don't think there's, there's no there's no um i think there's no official figures um actually uh but i think everyone who knows anything probably agrees that they're really really widespread mm. hmm. you know you know that we, you know, the amount we've actually seen them, and the amount of available habitat and food. You know, there's just yeah, and they're, and they're really and really difficult to spot. So like most people might not even know that there's sparrowhawks living within the vicinity because the males are tiny; they're only like 170 grams. You know, and females can be like 260, 
300 grams. So they're just, we're talking about like tiny birds. When I was uh, like, I don't know, I suppose like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old and I was doing lots of, I was going out, doing a lot of bird watching in, in groups with the, the YOC hmm. uh, in, in Scotland. Um, what everyone always said about sparrowhawks was that you often think it's a pigeon because you see this flash of grey flying through a wooden clearing or in mm. a park or whatever and it's sort of it's sort of got you know there's something pigeon like about it or mm. whatever but and and, and that, that always always has been a useful thing mm. when i see something and i think it's a pigeon you know think again but since i've actually seen sparrowhawks up close we can talk about mm. how that happened um since i've seen them up close uh now i find it absolutely impossible to confuse a pigeon and a sparrowhawk but as a kid it's very very useful i remember the first time i saw one i was in the royal botanic gardens in edinburgh we were bird watching we didn't often go to the royal botanic gardens and you know i don't even remember if i actually saw it i think maybe we just saw somebody went oh look there's that thing and you saw a flash or something i don't even remember if i actually saw it <laughs> but i remember afterwards everyone going sparrowhawk sparrowhawk you know <laughs> because the leader of the group was like yeah that's definitely sparrowhawk you know wow so that it's you know it's, that's the other thing about sparrowhawks is that is that because they're so difficult to see because they're so reclusive and they're so fast and because the number of times you see them is is is, is pretty few hmm. that when you do it's really it's really special and really memorable. Well, I think yeah. it's it's quite normal, like what you're saying about them being very similar to a pigeon. In this book that we're reading now, um, a hawk for the bush, and he talks about how. Sparrowhawks, when they're trying to kill, when they're trying to make a kill, they actually try and disguise as a bird that is, you know, non, sort of non-predatory. So they might look like a, like a, like a pigeon or like a curlew or something flying around, you know. And and that's what peregrines do as well. They they disguise, you know. They they like to ambush things, mm. so they have to look like something that isn't very threatening. Yeah. Um. So actually, so so we were looking for sparrowhawks. Yeah. In this different set of woodlands, did we find any signs? Uh, <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we, well, hold on. We didn't find any signs, but on one of the outings, we did see a sparrow. Oh, we did, yes. Yeah, you okay. did. I did. With your brother, yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about the, the different outings briefly and just what was the result yeah, and I mean, where, what, what did we learn? Where were they? Kind of, there, there were three different outings. Okay, so the first one was uh, when my brother was visiting and it was by canoe and it was a beautiful day and I've actually written about it on the website, wildtake.org, a little bit of a blog post there, a couple of photographs. It was a really, really nice day. Um, go there, look at the photographs. Um, you'll, you'll see it's a very, it was, it was a gloriously sunny blue day with very, very calm water, just perfect for canoeing. And the whole idea of the trip was to go and paddle around the outside of this place called White Island, uh, which is on Loch Mask. And the reason we went there is because we'd heard from uh, somebody we know quite well that that sparrowhawks nest uh, every year on White Island. So and we they tend to... to nest in the same areas usually. Exactly. So, so we thought, let's go there, um, my brother and I, uh, on the canoe. And as we were trying to get the canoe down to the water uh, on foot... <laughs> That was when we saw a sparrowhawk, and it landed on a tree above the path. It was a musket, male sparrowhawk, and he, and he took off again after a few seconds. Um, and then, then we didn't hear or see anything of any sparrowhawk. It's really remarkable that you managed to actually see one. I mean, they're so small, and they just blend in with everything. You always it's see them incredible. when you're not looking. Or they just always take you by surprise. Mm. That's the thing. So that was the first trip. 
and it was sort of you know it wasn't really much of a success, but it doesn't matter. Oh, it was a great. It was, day, it was great. It was just it was it was. In fact, why am I even saying that? It was a great success. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, so what about the, second, the next trip? When where did we go? So the next trip was again with your brother, and we went to um, the woodlands where we, again we heard that uh, there's a sparrowhawk nest somewhere, and people have heard them in a nest when they chicks. It's probably like July time, I suppose June, July. And it's not far from Kelly's cave in the woodland around where we live. Um, and what did we do? We, we kind of just walked around. I mean, I fell into this really deep hole. That's basically what I remember from it. <laughs> just being terrified, just walking around, looking under my feet and looking for signs and clues and then falling through deep into a giant hole in the ground <laughs> and almost breaking my knees. <laughs> Uh, did you see anything then? Uh, I saw badger holes. Oh, badger! I saw a badger holes. set, which I'm pretty sure was still in use. Um, and you were and not we saw some stick. That's <laughs> 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 true. Um, I didn't have my badger stick with me, but and we also saw some well-used animal paths, which was pretty cool. Mm. And we, we saw did, mutes. We did see mutes. We saw this area yeah. of like loads and loads of mutes, but they were all kind of... Too large somehow. Too large. I think there must be a pigeon roost, or maybe it's an owl or an owl sits or, or something like that. Or a buzzard, yeah. But it's just nice to be... Like, we were in this bit of woodland we'd never been to before, and obviously looking for something like a sparrowhawk gives you reasons to venture into mm-hmm. places where you never go. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, there's random bits of woodland, just mossy paths. There's not really any anyone walking around, just animal trucks. Um, it's just nice to be out, you know. I I really enjoyed it. It was it's really fun. If it felt like Indiana Jones being in the woodland, sort of adventuring, you know, looking for this elusive animal, hunting it down. <laughs> yeah, except except Indiana Jones is all about archaeology. Well, and so in fact, actually, in a way, it is archaeology. We're looking for you know signs of signs of plucking, which was probably like a year ago. You know, I don't know, but it's 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 really cool because you know we. We'd just be like, if it wasn't for this for the search, we'd probably just be staying at home and doing other things. But because we have to look for these things, we are forced to go out and explore these bits of land around us where we've never been before, which is very nice. It really feels like it's connecting us more to this place where we live now. Absolutely. It's lovely. Um, my brother was with us that day as well. And... <clears throat> And he did see a bird. He, he was getting into it. He saw a bird and he shouted through the woods. We'd spread out to find stuff and he shouted to me. And uh, and then he he uh, started, as I got closer, he started describing this bird that he'd seen. Mm. And um, and I realised as he described it that actually, I don't think we'd actually sort of talked to him about what what a sparrowhawk looked like or what size it was. Because, because as he was describing to me he was sort of saying something it was like larger than a crow and I was like it's larger than a crow Jesus I'd love to know what that was you know maybe it's a raven or something um, so so but but, uh, but but that was the only that's great he was looking for something but he wasn't sure I know but that's our that's fault that's the best um, and then and you found a secret tunnel so the idea the comparison with Indiana Jones is quite appropriate really especially for you mm. being such an amateur archaeologist oh um, there were so many rocks and caves and rock on, rocks on top of rocks and little <laughs> Pass and excellent. It yeah, was great. It was good fun. Um, but 
we didn't find we didn't find anything. signs of a sparrowhawk nest or nesting area, unfortunately. But that's okay. It's still early days. It's it. You know, I have to say it. It's quite unrewarding <laughs> a lot of the time. I mean, it's great to be looking around, but you really you really feel like you know you're looking for something, and you kind of know that you're going to fail. <laughs> what was there's a quote in um, in a book, one of the books we were reading recently. I think it was in uh, the Ben Crane book about sparrowhawks, mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually not about. It wasn't about finding. Oh no, it was. It was about finding the sparrowhawk nest. And uh, I think I think it's a quote from Roland Eustace, uh, who <laughs> says something like looking for a. Or, or it's it's in the context of looking for a lost hawk, but he compare he compares it with looking for a sparrowhawk nest. And he says. It's not like looking for a needle in a haystack. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack in a field of haystacks. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah. it's just about finding the right haystack, first of all, you know. Uh, yeah. And it's and we're right at the beginning of that process, you know. So we're gonna have we're gonna need a lot of patience and a lot of persistence. So my my real que- my question actually now is like we've had this outing, so we haven't seen it much. Do you think we're going to find a nest? Yes, I do. But I'm not sure. I, I wonder if I hope we find it in time. Hmm. Okay, um, and I hope I hope we find it in time to do something about it. And also, I hope we find a nest that's accessible. Hmm. Because that's the other thing is that we want to find more than one. Because if we find one and we get up there and there's not enough chicks, we can't take can't take one. How many chicks? Are if we four? get up there and we can't get to the branch because of some obstruction, hmm. or it's not safe, you know, we have to go to. Another I just one, have so. this image of like me climbing up a tree to this okay so we found a nest and I have this image of me kind of climbing up the tree I'm absolutely terrified of heights so I get there <laughs> it's like up at the very top of the canopy um, which is probably not where they build nests but anyway and so I get there and I'm just peeking over this nest and there there's a female sparrowhawk sitting down on her chicks and she goes <laughs> and puts me on the face <laughs> with her much you know stick like tiny little feet yeah and uh and I fall off the tree. Jesus, I'm getting <laughs> nervous just imagining it. Yeah, this uh, the hog for the bush. Uh, he describes how to get chicks from the nest because that's basically what people used to do in the past. They didn't have breeders; they had to go and find their own birds of prey and get them from the nest. He talks about how you've got to have some kind of like humper or a box to put the chicken, and they they actually design spe- special backpacks even with special like, compartments in it. Yeah, and he says. Under no circumstances you should throw an unfledged chick from the nest. <laughs> and I just As if you would do that. As if you would do that. Can you imagine? Uh, anyway. Maybe uh, if you're not too high and the, the, the ground is very, very soft. Yeah, but... And it's limbs. an awkward climb, you might be tempted. You think, oh, he'll be fine, he'll just bounce, you know. Yeah, it would be really hilarious. But yeah, it's so... But so we haven't... We looked for sparrowhawk nests and we didn't find anything. But we actually were able to spot them when we were not looking for them yeah. <laughs> on several occasions. So first of all, one was when you were out with your brother in the canoe. Yeah, yeah. I spotted one on the way to work by bicycle. I was coming down the hill and I saw it near a derelict house uh, with a bit of a sort of pine tree woodland around it. And the sparrow was, it was a musket, I think. He was very close to the ground hunting something. And he disappeared so quickly and I just couldn't even see where he went because he was just so fast and the second time i saw one in the woodland near the place where we work and he came really close to my face actually he flew right past me and again he was very quick and elusive so it seemed like 
you find them when you're not looking for them. Yeah. But. Which is not very useful for us. Which is not very useful. <laughs> <laughs> unless you could follow, unless you could follow the one that you, every time you see one, if you could somehow follow it. I mean, that's yeah. what, you know, the ones we've seen here, we had one that crashed into the window of our house and then flew off mm. and we watched it fly and it went first to the garden, our land lady, mm. landlord's garden across the field. And then it flew from there across the valley hmm. opposite our house and went into that little stand of trees there. And we thought, oh, that's a good spot. So mm. maybe, you know, because it's going back to its nest, but who knows if that's where the nest was, you know? Well, there must be nests around us. You know, they, there are patches of woodland, um, small patches of woodland run. I think we probably will have more success once they actually pair up and start building nests. Yeah. Because then I think we'll see more activity and there will certainly be a bit more... Uh, display flights and maybe some more, you know, vocal sort of interactions between males and females. Yeah. And, and there's not really any hurry to kind of find a nest now, so in a way, you know. Yeah, we just need to keep. It's just nice to be exploring the areas where potentially we might be going. I back. think. I think. I think it's. I. I, I sort of agree, but I sort of feel like hmm. we can't wait around. We need to use the spe- You know, the bit of that we have a bit of daylight now after work. We have to use that to sort of at least scope out areas, you know? You know, and also, like, what if we found one in an area that's on somebody's land? We need to sort of ask permission Mm. if we can go onto it and stuff like that. So all these things would be, take time to I mean, there are just so many things to think about, really. And it's overwhelming and scary. Uh, We're reading about lots of things now in books, and it's all very, very exciting. (laughs) So I think that's that's, uh, all we have to say at the moment uh we'll keep you posted on other well we'll we'll have another update soon yeah about some other topics maybe um because because obviously looking for sparrowhawk is not the only thing that is happening to us all the time here yeah there's like a lot what of else? things well we've been hunting we've been doing some lamping recently yeah with uh, a harris hawk yeah and yeah it'd be fun things. to talk about what we've learned about that and Maybe next week we talk about. Yeah, we also we also kind of really would be really interesting to talk about this experience of tracking a tracking a tearsel, a, a male peregrine falcon, uh, which happened a few almost a month ago. Actually, that was a very formative experience, I think, in many ways. And also the Irish Hawking Club and our field meets where we met lots of falconers. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really really great. So there's quite a few topics that we will uh, coming cover. up. Cover, cover, yeah, come up in the next episodes. So, so guys, thanks for listening. Thank you.